The Denver Broncos make a trade for an inside linebacker who's expected to come in and start right away. What type of impact might he have? We're going to hear from Lockdown Rams, Sosa Cremendous. Plus, we go through our Broncos mailbag. Some awesome questions that listeners all across Broncos country sent in. We break it down on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bedinger. Both of us cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Make sure you follow and subscribe, free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day. Not to mention, you can watch us on YouTube, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. Sarah, my friend, Trade deadline, we know, is next week. But the Broncos, they're already making some moves here, and they go out and they get an inside linebacker. So we have a very special guest joining us here right now. So let's take it to Sosa Cremendous, host of the Lockdown Rams podcast, who's going to tell us a little bit more about the Broncos' newest addition, Kenny Young of the Los Angeles Rams. Sosa, obviously some changes that are now kind of crossing our path here. A little bit of a crossover. We know our teams don't play this week, but the Broncos, they acquire Kenny Young, a starting linebacker, for the L.A. Rams, my friend. Uh, can you give us the lowdown? First off, what this does for the L.A. Rams, how it impacts them. And then, you know, Sarah and I, we're going to ask you some questions about Kenny Young, the player, and maybe what he could bring to the Broncos' defense. Yeah, so I think to preface all of this is, you know, a lot of people are probably going to assume that he was disappointing or not playing well if he was traded, but that's simply not the case right here. You know, this guy was the best linebacker on the roster to date. Uh, was the one guy that they really trusted because the Rams run a lot of weird formations on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of 5-1 kind of formations where they're going to have five guys lined up on the line of scrimmage and only one off-ball linebacker. And throughout the first seven weeks of this season, that's been Kenny Young. So uh, he's been the best linebacker on the team. He's a very physical player. I told you that uh, in Twitter. This guy looks to set the tone. I mean, he can hit really hard. Uh, he's got great speed for the position. I mean, this guy's not going to lack any type of sideline to sideline ability. Uh, but with that being said, there's obviously areas that he still needs to improve at. I think, you know, just in general, really all areas of the game are going to need some polishing. You look, you look at his ability to sort of take on blocks. It's been subpar to this point in his career, and I don't really think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to be great at stacking and shedding. Uh, but in coverage is really where you're going to want this guy because – he has the potential to be a really good coverage linebacker. I think at some point just needs to do a better job of sort of trusting his eyes. He can kind of get moved around in zone coverage a little bit. Uh, you look at some of the PFF numbers here, allowing 91.2% completion rate this season. Obviously, that's a little bit high. But for linebackers in general, that number is higher just because, you know, a lot of times they are going to get those dump off type throws. So uh, in general, I think the Broncos are getting a solid player here about league average, and there's still potential for him to be even better. Uh, it's a shocking move for the Rams. I think maybe they just feel a little bit comfortable with third round rookie Ernest Jones, maybe starting to take those reins here. But I also mentioned it on the locked on now, the breaking news. The Rams restructured a contract last week, Rob Havenstein. Now they trade Kenny Young, save about one and a half million dollars more on the cap. I know how Les Need works. I think something's coming. I think they're looking for an upgrade. We'll see if it comes to fruition here. But 
uh, the Broncos are definitely getting a solid player in this uh, return here. Yeah, it seems like it almost seems like the Rams are doing the Broncos a favor, right? I mean, the Broncos have some injuries at the linebacker position. And Cody mentioned on a previous episode that we did, you know, Vic Fangio talking about some innovation, maybe changing things up. That 5-1 that you mentioned, maybe something that he's looking at doing. Maybe he watched that Ernest or not the Ernest Jones film, excuse me, but the Kenny Young film. And uh, thought, hey, maybe we can do that. We have, we maybe literally have one linebacker at a time in a given game coming up. So I'm interested to know. You mentioned this when we were kind of off air talking about this. How else do you think the Denver Broncos might be able to help out the Los Angeles Rams? You know, we've seen th- this type of thing before. The Denver Broncos seem to do one, make one move, like with the San Francisco 49ers a couple years ago. Uh, they hire away Rich Gangarello to be the offensive coordinator, and then all of a sudden they're trading Dakota Watson for like a fourth-round pick. If this is, in fact, a little bit of a do-right for the Denver Broncos, what could the Broncos do right for the L.A. Rams? Yeah, and I think you even just kind of reminded me there. There is that connection, obviously, with the Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley-type defense. The Rams don't have Staley anymore, but they're still kind of running that same style of defense, the quarters-based coverage scheme. and. That's maybe why Kenny Young makes even more sense, right? There's going to be less transition in terms of that defensive scheme there. Uh, In terms of what the Broncos have, yeah, we talked about it off air. Don't know if it's realistic for either side, but if the Rams want to shore up some of that cornerback room, I think that's a position they could be kind of highlighting in terms of trying to get better. You know, the Rams are one of the teams that could compete for a Super Bowl this season. Bryce Callahan, I think, is a guy that really makes a lot of sense for the Rams here. You know, we've seen some of those rumors in the offseason where they talked about The Broncos are getting some calls on corners. Maybe Callahan here or there. He's on that expiring contract. Only a handful of weeks left before he's a free agent, you know, a couple months. Uh, But this guy's obviously a great nickel cornerback. The Rams have questions at nickel. There is that same scheme as we talked about. Less of a transition there. So, you know, if the Rams want to inherit that cap hit, maybe try and shore up that defense a little bit going into this uh, second half of the season, trying to gear up for the playoffs. I think that would be a great addition, but it really depends, I guess, on where the Broncos think they are in terms of, you know, can we compete? Is this still a season that we can savor here? Uh, but yeah, I think that would be a great addition for the Rams. Well, so, so thank you so much for giving us some insight into Kenny Young, the Broncos newest linebacker. And we'll see if Vic Fangio decides to recreate the defense, maybe with that five, one scheme that Sosa is talking about the LA Rams run right now. You can check out Sosa's work locked on Rams. If you want to hear a little bit more insight, the latest episode locked on Rams also have you covered on that. The, in, the immediate fallout from this trade Sosa. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys for having me. Obviously, Sarah, a lot of great insight here from Sosa on Kenny young eager to see what type of impact he'll have on the defense how much will he play this upcoming week we know baron browning something to monitor we may keep an eye on him hopefully he returns to action here but could we see kenny young play as early as sunday against the washington football team eager to see if the broncos go with that 5-1 scheme as well but broncos country coming up here in just a moment we'll sarah and myself we're going to answer some of your mailbag questions here for a twitter tuesday episode locked on broncos but before we do that let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show that's a good friends over there at the get upside app today and gentlemen you never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again with the get upside app which you can download absolutely free in your favorite app store whether it's google play or the apple store get upside is available for you to download today and the reason you should download it well guess what you can make cash back every single time you go to the gas pump to fill up your tank and you can get 25 cents per gallon cash back every time you do so now for the first time when you sign up if you use promo code touchdown they're going to give you an additional 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill today that is 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first ever fill up with the get upside app today when you use promo code touchdown you never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again not to mention ladies 
ladies and gentlemen, you can make up to $200 to $300 back in cash back alone per month, depending on how often you drive. Every time you do it, like I said, the GetUpside app has you covered, and they make it easy for you to cash out whether you use your bank account, PayPal, Amazon gift cards, or other brands. They hook you up with it. So download the GetUpside app today and never pay full price at the gas pump ever again. All right, Sarah, jumping to the second half action. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. The Broncos making some moves here before the NFL trade deadline. Obviously, Kenny Young coming in and being a new linebacker for them. He is expected to start right away. The compensation, the Broncos, they give up a 2024, I believe it was a six-round pick, but they do get a 2024 seventh-round pick in return. So George Payton assembling that war chest for the future. You love it. Draft capital allows you to move anywhere in the draft. There's teams that love having seventh-round picks. The Broncos, we know they love having undrafted guys, but uh, we have some good questions here from Broncos Country. Sarah, and obviously, thank you so much, Broncos Country, for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Just a reminder, if you go to my tweet on Twitter, check out the pinned tweet, at Cody Rourke NFL. If you have a subscriber of this podcast, you listen to it every single day, you have a chance to enter the free jersey giveaway that Sarah and myself are doing to one lucky listener in Broncos country. Make sure you retweet the tweet. Got to be subscribed here on the podcast here on YouTube. You got to send the screenshot in and you also be following the lockdown Broncos Twitter account as well at lockdown Broncos. But Sarah, uh, let's start off here with the first question here. It comes in from Jeremy Hancock and he says the Broncos defensive line, they've actually had a pretty decent push so far this season. So why is it, how come they aren't making it home after initial contact? It's a good question. And, and it's something that's worth exploring. I think a, a big reason for it early on these first seven games, Cody, and to me, what it looks like is quarterbacks are just getting rid of the ball super quickly. I think the most obvious example of that is the team's, you know, fairly recent loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr was about to get absolutely blasted by Von Miller. And as he's kind of falling backwards, he just whips up a YOLO ball to Henry Ruggs and Ruggs comes down with a deep downfield, one of those misplayed deep balls from Ronald Darby in that game. And, and it just, it exemplifies kind of what's happening there. Those guys, they're not really able to get home because the quarterbacks are getting rid of it so quickly. How do you neutralize a defense that is good at getting home fairly quickly? You get rid of the ball fast. And how do you, you know, how do you make sure that you're doing that on a consistent basis? Well, you just, you either throw up YOLO balls or you run, you know, shorter routes. Teams are running a lot of deep routes against the Denver Broncos. So I don't know if it's a combination of the Broncos. They 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 also like to, you know, get their hands up in passing lanes. You can tell that if the Broncos don't win right away in their pass rush, they'll just kind of stay put and, and stick their hands up in the throwing lanes. The defensive lineman will anyway. And and so that's that's maybe part of it as well. And I also think the Broncos just, you know, they they're getting guys a lot of double teams. It's it's easy for teams to kind of match up one-on-one -on -one right now with Malik Reed off the edge. It's easier for teams to match up one-on-one -on, -one on the interior a little bit. So it's got to be it's got to be consistent from those guys Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, Von Miller. They've got to be winning their one-on-one -on -one matchups more consistently when they get them which is obviously few and far between. Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned a great point about the quick passing game. And look, the Broncos against the Raiders, they got snake bit by the deep ball. I think several consecutive weeks against the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Raiders. I thought they did a better job against the Cleveland Browns. We know Case Keenum can take shots downfield, but you know they were really attacking them with the short, quick passing game because the Broncos are trying to be super aggressive. But it also goes back to the fact that if you can't stop the run, you can't 
pass rush the quarterback. There's nothing you can do. They're going to keep running the ball, especially on that last drive that they had against Cleveland. I mean, the Broncos had a chance, essentially, if they got a couple of stops. Maybe they had a chance to go down and maybe set up a game-winning drive. And who knows how it would have went, but they couldn't stop the run, and ultimately Cleveland picked up too many first downs on the ground, and that was the story of that game. So can the Broncos fix that this week against a Washington football team that's going to have J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson? We'll see if, obviously, Antonio Gibson will be up for it. He's been dealing with a shin injury. I believe it's a stress fracture in his shin for the last several weeks. So McKissick is obviously an option out of the backfield, but a big-time matchup. The Broncos are back at practice this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And look, good news, Von Miller is set to meet with the media this week, so more than likely he will more than likely play on Sunday. I mean, I'd be very shocked because it's unusual for the Broncos to put somebody out there at the podium that isn't expected to play. If a guy's recovering from injury or he's healing along, they're, they're not going to put him out there unless they know for a fact he's going to play. So that's good news if you're Broncos country. But Sarah, in terms of our Broncos mailbag, is there any other questions that were sent in by any users across Broncos country that you felt like deserved a really good answer? I think so, Cody. Got a good one here from Bleeds Orange and Blue at Bleeds Orange B on Twitter. So if you were the coach, Cody, what are some changes you would make right now? I know everybody in Broncos country has opinions about this and, and things that they've been saying that they would do. But, man, if you were the head coach of this team, what would you do in order to get this team off of this losing streak, these four-game four losing streak, and get them back in that winning uh, in that winner's circle? Well, it, it's really hard right now, right, because we touched on it last week, the fact that there is a vibe in the locker room that the coaching staff is starting to lose the locker room. They're starting to lose the message in that locker room. is starting to fall a little bit on deaf ears at this point because players are as frustrated as I think fans are, and, and there's a message, too. There's been a consistency, I think, in the coaching staff where we've seen a lot of deflected accountability. You, you know, the player's going to shoulder a lot of the blame. And, and, you know, guys like Justin Simmons, Von Miller, they come out and they say, you know, it's on me. It's on, They take responsibility but there is frustration in that locker room by many players that we've seen a deflection of accountability by the coaching staff. When Patrick meets with the media, we hear some of the same things about we just have to do better. Now, Vic did say on Friday of last week that, you know, we have to coach better, but is that message kind of falling a little bit too late in terms of the ears of the player? Now, I think for me, the, the changes that I would make, Sarah, it'd be very hard, right? Because if the locker room is uninspired by your message as a coaching staff, uh, it's really hard to do any of that. So I think for the players, how do you incorporate maybe a player's council? Do you have an emergency meeting? Do you hold a players-only meeting? Which, look, in times where the Broncos have had some of these issues in the past, players have done that. Maybe that might be the case, but uh, ultimately it's going to go to this. What can we do as a football team? What can we do as a coaching staff to put our players in a better position to be successful and whether that's adjusting your scheme or anything like that I think that Vic Fangio might have to look at it and I saw an interesting thing on Twitter this week as well from a Broncos fan maybe it's a good point when's the last time you've ever seen a head coach in a box right I don't think that Vic Fangio will ever be on a box but maybe he might be able to see the field better from what I know Vic Fangio is on the field and same exact with Ed Donatel maybe you put Ed Donatel up in the box because he'll have a better view of things rather than just the sideline and during the game, we know Ed Donatel is listed as the defensive coordinator. He doesn't call the plays. He coaches up the secondary, talks to those guys alongside Christian Parker and Coach Beak. But you need to have those trusted eyes up there. And, and look, I think it's a, an area where the Broncos, you have to try something different, right? Because obviously what you've been doing is simply it's not been working. Exactly. No, that's, that's spot on. I think that's an interesting suggestion, too. I remember that being a big talking point right when Vic Fangio was hired, right? So uh, if it was me, Cody, if I was the coach of the team right now, you've heard me talk about this before. I don't think the blame for everything that's been going wrong offensively, we shouldn't be just throwing it all directly at, at Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterback. I mean, yeah. Teddy has played, you know, he's played really well at times and he's played really poorly at times. 
I feel like when you're going into the season, though, knowing that your quarterbacks are kind of on an even even playing field, so to speak. I mean, it wasn't like in the preseason we saw, wow, Teddy Bridgewater just looks – I mean, he's head and shoulders above Drew Locke. And we heard, you know, a number of different reporters talk during training camp, like this day went to Teddy, this day went to Drew, Teddy, Drew, Teddy, Drew. And Drew Locke had some brilliant moments in the preseason as well. So to me, that means that going into the season, you don't have to be tied down – to a certain guy. This isn't even similar to the 49ers with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. They they committed to, to Jimmy G at the beginning of the season. Kyle Shanahan said he's our starter this year. After this year, we know the plan. They Everyone knows the plan. Everyone's on board with the plan, yada, yada, yada. For the Denver Broncos, though, you just had a competition that ended right before week three of the preseason, and it was close. And Vic Fangio said both guys could could start and help the team win. So in my opinion, you go on a losing streak, you treat your quarterback a little bit like a pitching staff in baseball or like a relief pitcher coming out of the bullpen. I think Drew Locke deserves an opportunity to prove that he can be a spark plug for this offense. We saw some improvements with him and his play throughout the preseason. Obviously, his one little relief stint that he did after Teddy Bridgewater got a concussion against the Ravens didn't go well. So everyone's thinking, well, that's the kind of Drew Locke that we're going to get. So why would you put him in the game anyway? I think maybe give him a shot to prepare for a week as the starter to get the starter reps and, and give him an opportunity to go in there and be a spark plug. And if that doesn't work for a couple weeks, put Teddy back in. I mean, there's no, you don't, it's not like one of these guys you've said, this is our future franchise quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's, that to me is a, an easy change that you can make. I know the locker room really rallied around Teddy B early on. And I think that a lot of Broncos country did as well. And many still remain skeptical, but at the same time, I think you have an opportunity here to re-galvanize everybody, give Drew Locke another opportunity and make that swap. Yeah, I mean, your franchise quarterback is not on the roster. Teddy's not going to be the guy after 2021. Drew Locke, more than likely, is not going to be after 2021 for the team. So you really have nothing to lose at this point, Sarah. You're sitting at a 3-4 and four record, dropping four straight games in a row. I mean, you could even go with a two-quarterback system, but I don't feel like that would be conducive towards chemistry for the other offensive players. We've talked about the importance of the staff getting the run game going, getting other guys involved in yards after the catch it simply hasn't happened yet but we'll talk about some of these moves coming up here in just a moment Sarah but before we do that Broncos country let me tell you about the two other sponsors today's episode locked on Broncos are good friends with their betonline.ag and rockauto.com week eight of the NFL season is here on betonline.ag has you covered with a brand new web interface for the start of the NBA basketball season the Denver Nuggets playing more props odds and lines than ever before all at betonline they remain the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season and you can head to the website today on your desktop or your mobile device and you can sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code Locked On From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, and MMA action, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers that are available for the 2021 season at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts, and our good friends are there, rockauto.com. And if you need anything for your vehicle, rockauto.com has everything that you could be looking for for your car or your truck, whether it's for your day to day driver or whether or not you have a project that's in the garage that you're working on. Rockauto.com has you covered with everything that you need because prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, whether you're a professional or a do it yourself, or you'll never have to spend 
demand full price ever again at a local chain auto parts store or a dealership because they have the best deals for you on their website, rockauto.com. Not to mention their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car truck based on year, make, model, brand, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer all at rockauto.com. And like I said, they've been a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, 20 years of reliable service when you need it, rockauto.com. So head to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Lockdown Broncos in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Sarah, jumping into the fourth quarter action. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos answering some Twitter questions from the avid listeners all across Broncos country. Just want to say thank you so much once again, Broncos country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button here on YouTube, turn on notifications so you never miss out on an episode that Sarah and I put out for Broncos country. Win, loss, sun, or rain, we got you covered all year long. There is no season here lockdown broncos but sarah my friend let's get into some other questions here on today's episode lockdown broncos uh denver dork at dork draft sends in a tweet and he asked me the question what new head coach would you guys both like to see here in mm. denver and sarah i have thought back and forth on this one and i want to go a little bit more detail so i'm going to put you on the spot here if you could choose a head coaching candidate right now for the denver broncos maybe as a favorite going to the offseason, who do you have your eyes on? That is a really interesting question, isn't it, Cody? Because I think that a lot of times people think, well, you bring in the hot new young offensive coordinator type and (laughs) automatically your quarterback position is going to be just fixed just then and there. But the reality is Kellen Moore is not bringing Dak Prescott with him. So I think that that complicates the conversation a little bit because then you do see – other guys like, you know, Matt LaFleur doing a really good job in Green Bay. But again, he has Aaron Rodgers. So the real test will be how will he do without Aaron Rodgers, which could be as soon as next year. And you have you have coaches like Kyle Shanahan, who everybody in Broncos country for the last four years has been complaining every single week. We don't have Kyle Shanahan. We could have had Kyle Shanahan, this, that, and the other about Kyle Shanahan. And it's like, I get it. Like he's the, he's the legacy, right? He's Mike Shanahan's legacy. It would have made so much sense. Who knows how things could have turned out. But at the same time, Kyle Shanahan has struggled as a head coach to win a ton of games. I mean, frankly, in the last five years, who's had more success, the Broncos or the 49ers? So I guess you have to expand it to six years now, but the Broncos (laughs) have won a Super Bowl within the last six years. And the last I checked, the 49ers haven't with Kyle Shanahan. So I I know they should have if Jimmy G could have hit Emmanuel Sanders. But exactly exactly and, and that was a bummer we tried to help him out didn't we by sending him emmanuel but but you're right and, and that's the thing the quarterback matters and and so i think that that's a big issue for me as far as picking a new head coach i, I really like what dan quinn has done on the other side of the ball with the dallas cowboys he's turned that unit around and of course personnel again matters there they got Micah Parsons they get a number of guys that he had in Atlanta like Keanu Neal and a couple of others there and they had a good draft and Trayvon Diggs took a big step forward but to me Dan Quinn another coach that's been to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator (laughs) uh, I would say Dan Quinn to me is a guy that I would be really keeping my eye on I like what he did in Atlanta for a good amount of time there he, he went to a Super Bowl. You know, he, he took that franchise from being really, you know, just average or below average or even bad to being really good. And, and of course, all good things come to an end, as we're seeing with potentially, you know, other coaches around the league. And uh, and so I think Dan Quinn for me, Cody, would be a guy that I think he could bring a really good offensive coordinator with him. 
Um, he's got a really good, you know, solid coaching tree already. And I yeah. think that his defensive scheme is is aggressive. And I like that. I like that he's aggressive. I like that he brings toughness and physicality. And I don't think that having a guy like Dan Quinn would mean that Mike Munchak would have to leave, which to me would be a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, we talk about keeping continuity. Some of those positions, some of the position coaches would stay. I mean, I think that the expectation is going to be an entirely new staff. I, I like the idea about Dan Quinn, and I think that there's going to be people in the comments saying, why would you want Dan Quinn? He's already been a head coach and never worked out. I mean, like you said, he made it to a Super Bowl. He's a smart defensive mind. He's done a really good job of transforming that Dallas Cowboys defense, but – would you rather take the risk on a guy who's been a head coach, has had some success, and of course over time success is going to fall off because there's 31 other teams in the NFL, or do you want to take a chance, which the Broncos have done the last two coaching hires on first-year head coaches that have never had that experience before? Maybe the experience of them being a prior head coach, maybe that might be beneficial for the Denver Broncos here going forward. Not to mention, if you get Dan Quinn, you're going to get a Kyle Shanahan. Mike, it's not Kyle Shanahan, but you're going to get the Mike Shanahan style of offense with whoever he brings in as the offensive coordinator, which, as we've seen, Sarah, was the future in the 90s. And here in 2021, it's also the future of the offensive side of the ball. So I'm actually kind of very open-minded here to Dan Quinn. I think it'd be good not to mention with what he could potentially do with some of the talent here on the Broncos defensive side of the ball. So Broncos country, thank you so much for your Twitter questions at career going to fail at Sarah Bettinger at lockdown Broncos. Your interaction means the world to both of us, not to mention a mile high salute to our good friend. So tremendous of locked and runs for the insight on the Broncos news edition, Kenny young, but ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude today's episode of lockdown Broncos. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day for your second listen. Go check out lockdown nuggets hosted by Adam Matas and Matt Moore. The nuggets off to a little bit of a hot start. Nikola Jokic seemingly hasn't left off. Off of his MVP campaign. He's just picked up right where he left off in the playoffs and in the regular season last year. Fun to watch. One of the best basketball players in the NBA. I may be biased on that standpoint, but go check out Locked On Nuggets. And tomorrow's episode of the show, guess what? we got a special guest. Tim Jenkins is going to return and join us here to talk about the Broncos offense, Teddy Bridgewater, and maybe what the team should do going forward here the rest of the season. Tim Jenkins breaks it all down on tomorrow's episode, Locked On Broncos.